Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. I love the beauty of where we were in worship, and um, it'd be fun if we'd actually planned this together in terms of what uh, what I felt like I wanted to share, but I want to pull through where we were at in worship and um, speak into that for a few minutes and and really just, I'm encouraged um, by where the Lord has us, because I, f- I feel like the, the new year is this beautiful pivot point. It's the, it's the moment of reflection. It's the moment of considering where has last year been, and a consolidation of there, that's been the wins, that's been the pain, that's been the loss, that's been the encouragement, and, and holding ourselves in that space as we look forward into a future that, that absolutely needs to be and can be defined by the hope of God in our lives, and not just the remnants of what's gone before. And um, As you'll know, um, <clears throat> these New Year uh, messages are always fun for me, because I don't know how many of you have come here this morning with a high expectation for a life-defining word for the rest of your year, the, the very words that would come out of my mouth would define and it's not what you're going to get and uh, that, that's okay I'm just saying that out loud because it's really important for me to release myself from any of that pressure to give you something that is going to define the rest of your year I do have friends I have other church leaders I've said it before who go away find a mountaintop somewhere before the new year to find that one word that they're going to base the rest of the year on that's not me I've been up no mountains um, this year um, and so I don't have a one word. Uh, I'm, also, uh, I'm also appreciative that maybe some of you are here this morning and, and by the very fact that it's 2020, that you are looking for a 2020 vision message. <laughs> so again, let's just get that right out of the window. <clears throat> There's no, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna be playing on the 2020 theme. Uh, if you need a vision for your life, uh, go talk to Jesus. Uh, he, is, he is really good at defining what your future looks like. But it's really interesting that uh, the place we landed in in, in worship, this, um, this owning of the, the trust journey that we have with Jesus, to, to stand in the moment here, to acknowledge that, gosh, maybe I do feel anxious, maybe I do feel worried, maybe at this pivot point in, in time as we look back at one year and we look forward to the next, that, that maybe there's a, there's a weight, a sense of... Um, discomfort, a sense of distraction, a sense of worry, anxiety of maybe things that you are pulling through from maybe even last year that, that maybe you're sensing are beginning to start to, to dribble into the next year. And, and for many of you that, you know, that, that somebody asked me as I, as I came in, I made any New Year's resolutions. And there is that sense of the New Year is this pivot point moment where you're like, all right, all the rubbish stuff, all of the chocolate you've eaten over the last, like, you, you're like, you're going to hard reset right now and just say, I'm never eating chocolate again. And, and, uh, and we all know that that doesn't, that lasts maybe till Easter. And then we know what happens at Easter, right? But um, there is this, this owning, I think, of what Holy Spirit's doing with us this morning is that uh, there's a really beautiful opportunity for reflection. That actually, the, uh, the beauty of when we came through the door this morning, is that we don't need to leave the same way we came in. Like that's what happens when we step into the presence of Jesus. Every single time, no matter if you were to to reflect back to that moment when you said yes to him and you acknowledged that actually that your life was going one way and actually to meet and be confronted with a God who loved you so much that he gave his son Jesus such that everything that had defined your life that had separated you from him in the past was now washed clean and made clean and made whole and made right and you could look at a future of walking with Jesus that is, that is now in complete connection and intimacy with God. 
Like we know that when we step into Jesus' presence that things never need to be the same again. And it's the same this morning. So if I wanted to hang any expectation around this morning, it would be that, that we don't need to leave here this morning the same way that we came in. And so the word that's been sort of like buzzing around my spirit for the last couple of weeks, the thing that I've just been hovering around has been the question to myself, and maybe I'll present it here to you, a question you could hold in front of you as you look towards what lies ahead, and that is, what is your life tethered to? What's your life tethered to? And maybe this morning in worship, there was a sense of, as, as Emma shared or San brought that, that sense of, of, of coming into the presence of God and recognizing that those things that, that have been the residue of last year or maybe even many years or many decades, the residue of those things as, as they maybe have looked to define you and create worry and anxiety about what lies ahead, that actually this morning, rather than being tethered to those things, held back, distracted, confused by those things, that this morning could be a morning when we take many of those things, if not all of those things, and have them placed in the right place. And we already talked about where that is, the place of where we place those things that are distractions, worries, fears, anxieties. They are with Jesus, the one who is peace. And to allow that peace to come in and define our lives. This concept of tethered is really interesting. Tethered is, is a word that effectively just means to be connected to or attached to. It's this uh, tension we find between where I am now and these things that lie behind me. And, and we're connected to, we're attached to. The original word tethered actually um, means to be fastened to. And I wonder whether this morning we could take a good, honest look at our own lives and actually maybe by the invitation of Holy Spirit who's here to illuminate and make clear and make fully alive the things that will hold us back, maybe we could acknowledge that there are some things that we're tethered to that are holding us back. Some things that we've attached ourselves to, some things that have attached ourselves that ultimately, consistently are the things that we are connected to and are attached to and are fastened to. And maybe some of those things we need to deal with this morning and place in its right place this morning so that we can leave here this morning different than the way we came in. And there's a, a passage of scripture that um, I want to point to. So if you've got your Bibles, you can, you can open up to Matthew 6. That's where we're going to be this morning. And it'll be a familiar passage to you, but um, I want to dive into it together once I do this. But there's this sense of, of whenever we're tethered to something, whenever we're trying to move forward and we're tethered to something, that thing that we're tethered to is always going to have an impact on our forward trajectory, right? How many of you uh, are old enough to remember when uh, at, um, at, sc at school you had your parents do a three-legged race? I imagine they don't do that these days based on like health and safety. Like I'd imagine they've eradicated that thing. But how many of you remember three-legged races? Yep, where mum and dad, they'd be in the race for you, it'd be the fun thing where, and you'd always have those like awkward moments where, where you, and this is my, this is my family. You've got, you've got your mum who's incredibly competitive and your dad who's like just would rather shrink back. And so there's this sense of like, you've got, you've got a mum and a dad and one's competitive and one's not and they are attached together and the competitive nature wants to thrust yourself forward and the other person that's attached is like, I just don't want to fall over. And it never really goes well. But that's what it's like to be tethered. Do you remember those races? Yep. 
Mums and dads trying to win the race, and yet this awkward moment where they're trying to figure out how to move forward, but they're tethered to themselves, and it just never works, it never goes well. And this new year, we, we sit really between um, that interesting perspective of what, what lies ahead and what God has in store and, and our future, whether that be what lies tomorrow, what, what lies in an ever-increasing story that outworks itself throughout the year. We, we sit at a pivot point. You know, on, on how it used to be and how it could be. And so often, I think we, in these moments of reflection, we, we, we so often allow the imprint of our history to start to define what we think the future might look like. And what we have to realize is going on there is as we reflect and we observe and we assimilate into, our, into right where we are now, we're taking on board everything that's happened in our past. And there's a, there's a connectedness to those things. There's a tetheredness to those things. There's a, 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 a link to those things that whether we like it or not, and some of those things are good. We're pulling good things into our future. But the reality is that there are some things, worries, fears, anxieties, distractions that are attached to us that, that we know that if we don't deal with them, that we're going to be pulling them into our future. So we come to these verses in Matthew 6, and Matthew 6 is the, this uh, beautiful section of Scripture which sits um, in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's this, um, this uh, section of teaching from Jesus where he's, he's teaching to his disciples and the crowd that's gathered. And he's giving them the reflections on, on his kingdom, who he is, who God is. And ultimately, what, how that's to define and be reflected in those that would follow and assign themselves to the kingdom of God. And right in the very middle of that, of that section, we have a familiar passage maybe to many of you. And it's this in Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. And Jesus, in these verses, as you'll see in a moment as we break it down, he, he's giving us some, some very clear instructions on what not to do. And then he goes on to explain why you shouldn't do those things. And then he goes to run to reiterate the instruction of what not to do. And then he gives an alternative way in which we can live. I'm going to read it from the Amplified version just to squeeze everything out that we can do this morning. The Amplified entitles um, this particular section of Scripture as the cure for anxiety, the cure for worry. Verse 25, therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, as to what you'll wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into the barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the fields grow. They don't labor nor do they spin wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. 
But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Verse 34. He says, therefore. So he's summing this all up. He's given this truth. He says, therefore, again, don't worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy and distracted, saying, what are we uh, going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry. For your heavenly Father knows what you, that you need them. And here's the alternative. Here's the difference. Here's the verse that helps us realize, oh, this is not about just not doing something. It's about intentionally fixing and doing something else. Verse 33, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God and all these things will be given to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is a, a, a beautiful insight into what it is to follow Jesus. And it's acknowledging that in the midst of life, there are, there are distractions, there are things that we need, that we worry about, that we have anxiety about. And some of those things are, are not bad things. The reality is, is that later on this afternoon, you will consider what you're going to eat. You're not going to walk out of here this morning and go, I mustn't consider what I'm going to eat. I mustn't consider what I'm going to drink. But underneath all of that is uh, beyond the, the, the physical need, there is a, a bigger picture. There's a bigger equation that Jesus is bringing us into. And it's actually, it's connecting us with where do I have concern, worry, and distraction in my life that I need to deal with and begin to refocus somewhere else? <coughs> I've asked a few people to come and help me. So if they want to come help me now, that would be great. See, because there is a, uh, <clears throat> there's a thing about being tethered to certain things. There's a thing about having worry and anxiety, and that is, is that those things come with you wherever you go. Gents, if you could stand over here, that'd be great. And so what if maybe I'm considering at the point of this turn of this year, some of the relationships I've got, the, the, the needs I have for relationship, the needs I have to be connected with people, the needs that I have <coughs> for friendship, for community. And what happens if in the midst of my reflection on, on, on relationships and how they're going and maybe some good relationships I've got, but maybe some, maybe some unhealthy relationships I've got. And maybe in my reflection, I realize that relationships become something that I'm tethered to in a way that actually holds me back. Thank you. And the thing is, if, uh, if my relationships are holding me back, then actually, I'm, if I'm trying to head forward, then actually, I'm not going to go anywhere. It's going to hold me back. <laughs> what happens if it, at the point of this year, I'm thinking about the decisions I made throughout this year? And actually, maybe 
when I think about certain decisions, it, it creates worry or fear, anxiety about what the future might look like. Maybe there are some things that I've made decisions on that just I know have not been God's plan for my life. They, they are mistakes. I feel like they define me. I feel like they weigh heavy on me. Maybe mistakes is something that at the turn of the year, I'm, I'm standing here at this pivot point from 2019 to 2020 and going, do you know what? Actually, my mistakes are really something that defines me. You can be a mistake. He I knows I love him. Just going to get in your clothes. Come buy him dinner first. But what happens if I'm trying to think about how I might move forward, but I, I have to acknowledge that I've got some broken relationships and I, I've got some mistakes and, and actually I'm, I'm feeling the tension of those things. I'm feeling the pull of those things and I, I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to think about what the future looks like, but I'm constantly tethered to and it creates tension and it creates worry and it creates anxiety and I'm finding that throughout this whole journey, I'm finding myself stuck What happens if at the turn of the year, I'm thinking about myself? I'm thinking about how do people see me? How do people think about me? What, what, what am I, do I have more Instagram followers this year than I did last year? Am I comparing myself to people? Am I, is there a sense, and is that creating anxiety in me? Is it creating a sense of, I don't feel self-worth, I don't feel that good about myself, I'm, I'm not sure I like the way I look, I think I've put on a few pounds. Like, what happens if my image becomes a defining thing that is going to hold me back? All right, here we go. And so I'm thinking about how do I move forward in life? How do I move forward into the things that lie ahead of me? And yet, I know that there are some relationships that are causing me pain. There, there is my own self-image. There are some mistakes in there. And it's creating this turbulent sense of anxiety and worry. And it's holding me to my here and now. And it's causing me to really struggle about how do I move forward? And you can see that being tethered to even those three things in and of itself is creating a tension. I'm wanting to look forward. I'm wanting to move forward. And yet here, I'm stood here with worry and anxiety because I'm being defined by what lies behind me. And what about just maybe the, the big catch-all of all the little things that mount up to be just massive hills or mountains that lie ahead of me that I'll never get over because I'm just worried? It's Brexit. You don't, have to, you don't have to look at the news too much to not be just worried about what's the future look like. What's my family future going to look like? What's my relationship status going to be this year? Am I going to have enough? And then sooner or later, there's, a, there's that catch-all of just things that I worry about. And they can be big, they can be small, but I could stand here at the brink of 2020 and think, do you know what? I am pulling through a significant amount of worries that is defining what my future will look like. And so I begin to start to tether myself to worry. It's my brother-in-law, so we can get intimate here. It's all good. And there's this sense that worry creates this ever-increasing tension. I'm, I'm wanting to move forward. I'm wanting to... Good catch. I'm wanting to move forward. I'm wanting to take a step towards my future. And yet I'm tethered. I'm pulled. I'm constantly feeling the strain of worry and anxiety. 
what happens if I'm sat here today and I, I've been dealing with something in my health? And you know, there's been times that I've prayed and I've believed and I've had faith for, for coming away from and coming out of that health thing, but it's just not shifting, it's not moving, I'm not seeing that breakthrough. And so health becomes something where I'm like, do you know what? That's going to define what the future looks like. It's going to create a limitation. It's going to create a context where I can't believe for certain things because I know my health is going to hold me back. And I find myself just getting tethered to, connected to a whole series of things. You guys can all come over here. That'd be great. A whole series of things. And sure, I might be able to step into the future and I might be able to take all of these things with me. Let's go. I might be able to take a few steps, but it's hard. It's really hard. And some of those things, you know, I feel like I can deal with them on my own, but then they get heavy. And then they really start to pull on me. And I'm like, oh, I want to move forward, but they're getting heavy, like really heavy. And I'm stuck. And so I find, hello. So I find that in life, I'm able to get certain places, but I'm not getting places fast. I'm not getting place. Come on, let's go. I'm getting tangled. But all the time I'm tethered to the things that lie behind me. I'm constantly carrying around things that actually are not supposed to define, are not supposed to be a part of my future. And Matthew 6 is trying to help us understand that, that there's a solution to this problem. And I love the matter-of-fact way that Jesus, uh, Jesus enlightens us to this issue of anxiety and worry. Gents, if you could all stand over there, that'd be great. He enlightens us to the fact that, <clears throat> that in some love, at some level, we just have to stop being worried. I mean, there's this beautiful part in, in what Jesus says is, is that he brings us into a, a revelation about truth. And he, he uses some really beautiful pictures of some birds and some grass to help us understand that, listen, if those things don't need to worry about their future, how much more as ones who are, very, who are created in the image of God need to have less concern for the things that we need? And yes, so at one level, the solution at the beginning part of that passage is quite simple. It's, it's acknowledge the truth, acknowledge who God is, acknowledge who you are to him. And realize that actually worry and anxiety is actually a, it, it's a, it's a worthless waste of your own time. But yet there's a turning point verse. Let's read it again. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, all of these things will be given to you. Here's the pivot point. It's not about your ability to stand here at the, the brink of 2020 and just to decide that when you walk out of the doors, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm not going to be anxious. <clears throat> it's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, someone stole my water. <clears throat> Thanks. health looking after me. <clears throat> it's far more about what I do with these things, the things that would cause me anxiety and worry. And simply just trying to move forward, it doesn't work. 
Simply trying to, trying to consign these things to the past and think they no longer have an influence on me, it doesn't work. They're still, I'm still tethered to those things. And yet there, there's this beautiful moment where Jesus says, actually, the, the solution to your worry and your anxiety is to, is to assimilate and acknowledge the truth of who God is and to seek first, to place first, to place in your vision, to strive after a kingdom and righteousness. And, and it's not just striving after a vague concept of the kingdom, it's striving after and being focused on and seeking the king who is king of that kingdom. And that's Jesus. And his righteousness, his way of seeing life, walking in right relationship with God, that's what righteousness <laughs> is. And so the pivot point for us is not... I just ignore the past. It's what am I going to do with that past? What perspective do I have on that past? And the perspective is always, I see Jesus. I see a king. I see the gospel. And I see the reality of, of what it is to live in righteousness, in right relationship with God. How can I walk in right relationship with Jesus? And this is our goal for life. Sarah said it already that our goal of maturity is, as ones who follow Jesus to be with Jesus and be like Jesus and spend all of our life doing what Jesus did. When you boil it down to that simplicity, actually the normal Christian life is relatively easy concept to, uh, to consider. It will cost all of your life to live out. So I want to invite the closest person I know to Jesus, Andy. <laughs> Because here's the thing, if this verse is right, if what Jesus is trying to help us understand is it's not simply just about ignoring the reality of things that create anxiety or worry, but it is about looking to the one who is Jesus and being tethered to him, connected to him, abiding in him, walking with him, then actually, even as he leads, and again, we could try it like this, Jesus lead on. We could try it like this for a little while. Let's go, boys. And I can follow Jesus as best I can. And sometimes that will cost me. I'll feel the tension of following Jesus. But if all the time I'm just trying to track my own worries, my own insecurities, my own anxiety, I'm trying to bring that with me. Thanks, Jesus. Let's go back. I'm constantly caught in the middle of this tension. Didn't think this one through, did we? But actually, as I follow Jesus... I start to realize that actually that there, are, there are keys to walking with him. Psalm 55, 22 says this, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Again, this is not about me living in the tension of a past that would want to hold me back and a Jesus that wants to lead me on. It's about what do I do with that past? What do I do with those worries? What do I do with them? And the beauty of what we found even at the end of worship this morning is it's not about ignoring them, but it's about bringing them to the one who is peace. It's about casting my burdens on the Lord. And so actually my job now is at the pivot point between 2019 and 2020 is to figure out that actually what I've got to do with all of those things is I've got to bring them, let's go. Come on. Come on. And they now become his deal. And in the midst of them becoming his deal, I can follow Jesus. 
and anxiety and worry and fears and frustrations and distractions, those things that have constantly been pulling me back, they're no longer a defining point in my life. They are dealt with by Jesus because I've chosen through Matthew 6 to say, actually, I believe in who God says he is. All of those needs, all those disappointments, all those distractions, all those fears, all those worries, my priority in the midst of that is to seek first the king and his kingdom and all of his righteousness. And all of that righteousness means is I'm dedicating my life to figuring out how do I walk in righteousness? How do I walk in right relationship with Jesus? How do I stay connected to? How do I stay tethered to? Righteousness is, is my life tethered to Jesus. My life tethered to the one that will bring me life. Another picture of that in the Bible is that we abide in Jesus. This sense that, that, that he is the vine and I am the branch. And there's a connectedness where life begins to flow. And my life becomes enriched and life comes through following the life and the goodness and the righteousness of Jesus. And all of these other things just are hanging out and being dealt with by the one who brings peace. I actually think that one of the things that Jesus was doing this morning and continues to do is, that, is actually reminding us that peace is not this fuzzy feeling that seems to dissipate, dissipate the past. Peace is a person. Jesus is the prince of peace. Peace is a, is a person. It's not a woolly feeling that we're waiting to come rushing in so other things don't feel as bad. Peace is a person that I attach myself to. It is the king, his kingdom, and his righteousness that I tether myself to and are followed by and step into. Thank you, gents. You can figure all that out off there. Come on, lads. You with me? And so there's this acknowledgement that as we, it's a simple message and it's a familiar message. But I don't want us to stand here at the, at the pivot point of 2019 to 2020 and think that in some way that my job this morning with Jesus is to somehow forget about the difficult things that distract, create anxiety and create worry. It's not about, it's not about ignorance. It's about being intentional. To say, what am I gonna do with those things? What are those relationships, those health things, those mistakes, those worries, those anxieties, those distractions? What am I actually going to do with those? Am I pulling them with me into 2020 and just hope for the best? Or am I acknowledging them? Am I giving words to them? Am I saying, am I acknowledging this morning, I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my finances. I'm worried about my relationships. I'm, I'm worried. I'm anxious. Can I own that in this space this morning? And just acknowledge that actually my, my job as I look forward to 2020 is not to say I just hope those things don't have an impact, but it's to say what am I going to do with those things? And Jesus invites us to seek first him as a king and his way of doing things, his righteousness. And so if we're going to be tethered to anything this morning, if we're going to be pulled and led into anything this morning, let it be that we seek first the kingdom of God. King Jesus. Let it be that we seek first his righteousness, right relationship with him, how to walk in right step and right relationship with Jesus. Is that our focus? Is that our priority? 
And so as we look to 2020, could it be that actually that this morning is a real pivot point moment? That actually it could define what the next few weeks looks like because we're no longer dragging around things that have basically held us back, maybe even for the whole of last year. Could it be that we could be honest and vulnerable even with ourselves this morning and say, rather than burying my head in the sand and just thinking those things might go away, that I could own them. I could be vulnerable with Jesus and say, Jesus, I need to give you these things. Philippians 4 says this, verse 6 to 7. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's a beautiful opportunity, I think, this morning in in the simplest picture of what Jesus invites us into in Matthew 6 is to do life differently as we move forward. To acknowledge that actually, gosh, there are some things that I'm tethered to, some things that are holding me back, some things that, that begin to define and distract and really are pulling me and holding me back from what lies ahead. But could we own those things this morning? Could we be vulnerable even with ourselves this morning enough to say that's what those things are? And so I'm going to pray and we're just going to give a few moments over to bring in those things to Jesus. Jesus, I thank you this morning that by your spirit you're drawing us closer to yourself. That Jesus, this morning you are, you are enlightening what the path looks like ahead of us. That you are a lamp into our path, you are a light into our feet and you illuminate what lies ahead. But we acknowledge at the turn of this year that there are things that we are tethered to. Things that distract, disappoint, that create anxiety, that create worry, that create concern. And Jesus, we just acknowledge that those things genuinely are things that we feel like we're tethered to, we're connected to. And we, for, for many of us, maybe we sit here and we, we, we've walked with these things for many years. And so Jesus, this morning we say, enough is enough. Jesus, this morning we say we want to entrust those things to a God who is trustworthy. So I'm going to ask you to do something. Um, if that's you, if you just know this morning, do you know what? There are some things I feel tethered to. Maybe it's some aspect of sin you just keep coming back around to. Maybe it's some mistakes that you've made. Maybe it's a worry or fear about your health. Maybe it's just anything that you know creates that sense of worry or concern or anxiety or distraction. I'm just going to ask you to do something really bold, and that is to stand up where you are. That's any of you around the room. Thank you. Thank you. And here's the thing. Shame is one of the things that holds us back. It's one of the things that would love to have kept you in that seat. But actually, in just standing in that moment, it breaks shame. There's no shame. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And your response to say, I want whatever that thing is that I'm holding in front of me that I've been tethered to that keeps pulling me back, I want to entrust it to Jesus. There's no shame in that thing. Vine Life Church family, would you just gather around the people that are stood? Guys, you don't need to tell them what it is you've stood for this morning. I just want um, people around the room to just lay hands on you and just to bless what God is doing in this moment.
that there is freedom, there is hope, there is breakthrough for those things that you have stood with and walked with in the whole area of fear and anxiety and worry and distraction. Those things can be gone in the name of Jesus this morning. Not because they disappear, but because you entrust them to one that you will seek first. So just take a minute. You don't have to pray some elaborate prayer. We just say, Jesus, would you just bless what you're doing in the lives of the people in front of me? Jesus, would you bless the freedom that you're bringing them into? Jesus, I thank you for all that you're doing around the room as you, as you step into and you step alongside each one that's responded this morning. I thank you for the beautiful simplicity of what it is to seek you, Jesus, first. It's the invitation that you have for us to step into greater intimacy, to know you, to walk with you, to be present and connected to you, Jesus. And so this morning, we take those things that are we've been tethered to. We take those things that have caused anxiety and worry and fear. We take those things and we entrust them to you, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, we release ourselves from the expectation we've got to carry these things and we've got to help ourselves. Jesus, I thank you that you step into each one of our stories, every part of our hearts that feels weak and feels broken and feels vulnerable, and you bring us forward. You walk with us, Jesus. So to close, I just want to read um, and pray Psalm 28 verse 7 over you. The Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in, relies on, and confidently leans on Him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. So Jesus, I thank you that as I look towards my future, it's a future defined by rejoicing, singing, and giving back to you out of everything you've poured into my life. That my life is an act of worship to you because of who you are. So Jesus, at the beginning of 2020, for every single one, we align ourselves to you, Jesus. We connect ourselves to you, Jesus. Jesus is you who is peace that steps into every turbulent moment in my life and brings clarity and brings hope and brings mercy and brings who you are, peace. So thank you for what you're doing in our lives and all that you want to do through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.